Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo seconds start the podcast and at the end of the podcast i'll pause for another three seconds so we can chop it off so without further ado give me my three seconds and we are going to get it in welcome to another episode of the relationship gumbo podcast my name is Derek jones and i am your host i'm a certified life and relationship coach a strategist an engineer and a mental health advocate and tonight we are talking about are you seeking out toxic relationships for the sole purpose of you just wanting to feel something, even though you know it's bad? You need it in your life because that's how you love. That's how you feel something. And we're going to talk about the ups and downs of that and what it really looks like for a lot of people. So um, I have some bullet points here. Y'all know sometimes I free flow, but I needed to do bullet points for this one. So I'm going to kind of, I'm looking at the list and I'm like, ah, should I follow it one by one? It just depends on how I feel, but we're going to get to them all tonight. Um, so first and foremost, this topic probably rings true for most of us. At some point in our lives, we have sought out something that might not have been good for us. Just like a little kid, you know, you, you want to do something a little naughty so that you can, uh, you know, it's exciting to you. It's exhilarating to you to do, but you know, it's not good for you but you do it anyway, and then you have to worry about the consequences later. And so tonight, it's really about not the action itself, but what makes us do that? Like, what makes us seek out things that we know aren't good for us? Is it conscious? Is it subconscious? Do we even really know why? Um, so I'm always about peeling back the layers of the onions. Y'all know that. So some of us, you know how a lot of times we'll, we'll have... Um, women especially saying, you know, I, I, I want to date a thug and I'm, I'm going to try. And, and granted, there's some don't, you know, no, sh if you're a thug, no shade to thugs. I don't need nobody coming for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's not necessarily good for you based on your track record, but you still get something about it that just, I don't know why. So we all have these vices and things that we think turn us on, attract us. And, and we and we go into that light blindly and hope that it turns out different than the, all the other times. And what we know is most of the time it doesn't. And it's called toxic for a reason, right? And the more we double down on this toxic behavior, the more broken we are inside. Because a lot of us don't seek help to try to figure it out why. A lot of us normalize it. And we tell ourselves, we just did a show about wearing your trauma like a badge of honor. I'm just, I, I'm just, you know, I just like toxic dudes. That's just who I am. Remember that? We, we got to get, we got to get out of that. You do have the capacity to change your life. You have the capacity to change how you choose people. So, and if you need help, you know, we have people out here like coaches and, and therapists and all kind of people that can kind of give you a bird's eye view, right? We talk about this all the time. So. Here are some reasons why someone would choose a, a, um, 
a toxic relationship subconsciously or consciously, but here are some of the reasons, right? These are not all of the reasons, but these are ones that I've handpicked just for you guys. So the first one is, and some of these, I, some of these, I, I will say, we, I knew, like even me, like I knew it, but seeing it written out, I was like, yeah, that that that, that does look toxic. So the first one, which a lot of you will identify with, is you aren't ready to commit. And here's why this is pertinent. If you're not ready to commit, but you do want some attention, you do want to spend some time with somebody, but you don't, don't want to be alone, but you're not ready to commit. A lot of times you have to find someone that's not ready to commit to, and maybe it's a little toxic, but you don't really care about the toxicity because you don't want to really connect anyway. So you'll go ahead and take whatever that toxicity is because it's not going to go anywhere anyway, but you don't realize that anything toxic is going to affect you, whether it's going to be today or whether it tracks out into the future because you keep putting it in. We people know, y'all know, once you get one, it's like a drug. You want to replace it with another one and it's a cycle until you detox from that life, right? So if you're not ready to commit, it's not a problem. But now you have to be careful about what you let into your life during that point of you feeling like that. Because some of us fall into, you know, being a little desperate. And so we accept some things that we normally would chop off and we just let it in. And we know it's not good. We know that person don't give a damn and we don't care because if they don't care, I don't care. But then you have to ask yourself, why is it that I don't care about who occupies space around me? So sit on that for a minute. Why am I a person who I feel like is a decent person in your head? You want better, but you'll accept something that's horrible for you as a pacifier. Like, why would a pacifier have to feel like that? Pacifier is supposed to be calming, right? You think you calm. You got, you got your little fix. You got your little eggplant or whatever you want to call it. Get it in, right? But ultimately, if you have a goal in mind, there's a price to pay for that time that you put in. It may be emotional. It may be psychological. It may be physical. And some of us are so emotionally drained and broken that we don't feel it anyway. So we just, oh, it's nothing. I can, I, I can deal with all of these people, male or female, and I'm going to be good because I don't really care anyway. You got to ask yourself, how did you become that way? And is that behavior going to track you to what your ultimate goal is? Right? And sometimes your ultimate goal is just peace of mind. It's not even a relationship. So, <laughs> Tashira Talk says detox. I talk about that all the time. It's hard to detox. But once you do and on the other side of it, your vision changes. So, we're going to go to number two. Here's another one that a lot of you identify with and we talk about a lot here. You are all about fixing people. Y'all like to take projects on. I want to fix them. No matter how toxic it is, I'm going to be the one to fix you. Let me give you an example, right? This is what I found in my travels. <laughs> Back when my name used to be Billy, right? 
you could tell, and, I, and I'm only talking from a male perspective, so don't think that I'm not going to, like it doesn't happen on the other side. You could tell a woman your sob story, your trauma, how every woman you ever dealt with, it was their fault and they treated me like crap and all. Uh, I want to love somebody, but... Now, as the woman, you're looking at this man and you're saying, this dude got a lot of issues. It can't just be all the women. What did he do? He's not even telling me that. Some don't feel right. But then there's something that clicks in some women's mind that says, I'm going to fix him by showing him that I'm better than all of them. <laughs> Who's done that before? I'm going to be better than them and I'm going to show him better and it'll make him better. And then, no. <laughs> no. Well, he doesn't have a job, so I'm going to go ahead and let him sleep in my house. And I'm going to help him start his rap career. He's only 55, but I'm going to work. we're going to work on it together. Stop. Nobody's saying... I I'm going to just put it out there because this is, you know, this is my show. I say I say this a, a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred and one. Once you get to a certain, like I understand some people, you know, they're like, oh, we built this great empire together and we started out with nothing and I helped him or I helped her. Once you get to a certain age, the project's got to stop, man. <laughs> Once you accumulate some things like kids and houses and you, come on, you, I, I don't... <sighs> There's a, there's a percentage that it may work, but the odds are not in your favor. you 45 and you're still taking on projects and rap careers. and I'm going to just leave that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I will never, as a coach, I would never advocate taking on a project. Like if you're in your 20s and y'all both struggle love and then the thing turns into this big y'all Jay-Z and Beyonce, cool. 45, going in. And you got a choice, you can choose not to deal with a project. I'm just telling you now, it, it may work, but yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> so that Tashura says AARP rappers and Love Tucker says Hunger Games. Yeah, it's a lot, right? Um, yeah, G. Giovanni says childhood trauma often causes you to be a fixer. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into that in a minute. Y'all know I champion this whole thing about you know childhood trauma and then even even lending that trauma to your to your kids too. Um, and and it's a vicious cycle. Um, but yeah, fixers and it's a, and it's another um, adjacent thing that I'm gonna talk about next on number uh, number three. But yeah, your tra your trauma can make you want to fix people. Um, we got we have some things that's going to lend itself to all of that right there. What Giovanni just said to kind of break it down even more, but it's a lot of reasons why you do. But once you have new information and you you have some tools, you got to use them. So the next number three, you and it's kind of adjacent to this. You like to find the good in people, like everyone, like no matter how ugly it looks. You're like, well. But here's the bright side over here. It's not necessarily a fixing, but you ignore all of the red, the red flag. Hold on, wait, wait. The, oh, wait. <laughs> the red flags. 
You see that 1% of good and you think that that's enough for you to stick and stay. Y'all got to stop doing that. That doesn't mean they're not a good person. They just not might be for you in this season of your life. <laughs> People that always spine that thing. And y'all know when y'all have these, these boyfriends and girlfriends, I'm not even going to tell relationships with boyfriends and girlfriends and you know something wrong and all your friends see it and then you'll find that thing to hang on to and be like, but no, he has this. <laughs> That's why I'm here. All that other stuff. Yeah, I know most people would have ran, but he has this thing. And then and then you try to convince them and they like, come on, man. <laughs> and you do that for every boyfriend and every girlfriend that you have. It's a pattern. You got to stop. You got to come on. <laughs> come on. Y'all have to y'all have to um really for the audio listeners, I have on a red shirt today, so I, I am the red flag, <laughs> per to sure. Um, yeah. Don't, don't we wish that people would, you know, if if somebody had a bunch of red flags, they can just wear a red shirt every day and you know to stay away from them? I wish it was that easy. Um, so moving right along. The next one we have, um, why people may seek out a toxic relationship is they've been through a bad breakup. The trauma that you have from a bad breakup unresolved can make you seek out something hastily, you know, like a rebound might not necessarily be for you, might be toxic to deal with it anyway, because you want to replace the person that you lost didn't go through the grieving period. You didn't try to heal. You didn't try to sit by yourself and detox. You go chasing something that you know isn't good for you just to have somebody. A lot of us have done that. And sometimes it works. Most of the time, you went in with the wrong intentions. And you had to think about that. How often have I done this in my life? And what was the outcomes? And are you okay with those outcomes, right? If those, if those, and you could say, well, it was a learning lesson. How many more you going to learn? How, many, how, how much time you got to learn some more? I don't know. And that's not to say that everything is perfect, but you can make better decisions. That's why the slogan here is better relationships need better ingredients. You can do better. You don't have to do the same for your whole life. You can do, you can make some better choices. So think about that. You break up from a relationship. You hurt, traumatized. I always say here, are you picking the person that you're picking or is your trauma picking that person? You have to be able to do these self-evaluations of your behavior. That's the only way that you learn how to fix it. And sometimes you need help because you're so, so deep into it. Maybe it does come from your childhood. But once you can say the words, I think it comes from my childhood, you can no longer use it as an excuse because now you've identified it. So now either you're going to get help or you're going to move different. And I ain't even, you know, I, I've heard um, professionals say this. Like once you're able to like call it a thing and you kind of know what that is, you can't use it as an excuse anymore because now you know. It's not subconscious anymore. 
Now you can go get help and say, this is what I think is going on with me. Think about it. I think I'm choosing these type of dudes because of what I went through with the last one. So now you know you got you have a point where you where you need to heal it and fix before you go at, go out there and, and taint the dating pool. <laughs> Damn, that was good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to use that quote. <laughs> so, um, my good buddy Kalisha says. Hypothetically speaking, so what about this? What if I choose to stay because they are putting up with my traumas? Can we not decide to put up with each other's traumas? You can make whatever decision you want to as long as the outcomes are favorable, right? So let's say for an example, you're in a relationship and it's traumatic, meaning it's hell on earth for you, but, I, but I'm going to put up with it because I'm in love and I stay with you for 15 years. Who's winning? You feel like shit every day. If that's what you feel like you want to deal with, I'm not going to be like, leave and you want to stay. Go ahead, feel free and do what you want to do. But you got to take an evaluation of what you, <laughs> how you want your life to be. Do you want it to be happier or do you enjoy the trauma? That's the whole point of this show. If you like it, as long as you safe and you, you know, go ahead and handle your business. Like it ain't but so much... There's so much magic I can do. <laughs> All of the fairies and the sprinkled and the fairy dust, I don't really, I only have a short supply of that stuff. I, if you like it and the other person likes it and y'all love that trauma bond, we know people that's been together for a long time and they doing all kind of craziness to each other. Have fun. I'm not your judge. <laughs> but damn it, I, I'm an advocate for happiness and peace of mind. That's what I'm here for. So... That's that is a that's that's definitely a trauma bond. Well, Kalisha, I'm gonna need you to um talk to me like I'm too, because that's what I got from it. If you if you if you if both of y'all are both of y'all have traumas and y'all willing to deal with it, have fun with that. If you're feeling like crap on a regular basis, that's your cross to bear. Do you want to keep living like that or do you want it do you want it better? Because sometimes people build up codependencies and trauma bonds that last forever till you die. No problem. But meanwhile, you miserable as hell. That's that's your that's your choice. Uh, let me read some of these comments. Love Tucker says the why matters. Why do you like it? Kalisha says I missed the first part. Okay. Dre B says you you had. You have to have your red flag detector on at all times. Don't get distracted by the okie doke. Stay woke. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So we're going to keep moving down this list. And just for just for, for my friend Kalisha, the, the whole premise of this is understanding why people choose to be in tra traumatic uh, spaces and relationships. And we're just going down a list of possibilities of why. And... If you find yourself in one and you refuse to leave, have fun. If you enjoy it and some people, we're going to talk, we're going to get to it. Actually, I'll, I'll skip and go down to this one. The next one is you're addicted to the drama. You feed off of it. You might not like it, but it's what keeps things interesting, right? 
And then you don't like it, but then you're not going to leave. It's tumultuous. Don't communicate well. But you stay in anyway, because it's something about that drama that just, it's like watching reality TV. You're like, dang, I wonder what's, who's going to throw the drink on the next episode. You know it's, it doesn't do anything for your brain cells, but you keep coming back. So, and some of this stuff could come from your childhood. Most of these things that we talk about on the show come from childhood. We just don't realize that you might have grown up in a drama-filled house or a trauma-bonded house. And even though you know it didn't feel good, this now becomes kind of like your norm of what you think a relationship is supposed to be. And when you grow up, sometimes we seek these things out subconsciously and we think that's the way it's supposed to be. And we sit in it and then we break up and then we find another one that looks just like it. And then we might stay in it because we don't know. Because here's the thing. The fear of being by yourself is a scary thing. And I just talked about this, I think, on IG Live yes, yesterday, I believe. Stick with the devil you know. At least I know how this one's hurting me. If I go out there and be single again, somebody might be worse. So I'm going to just stay here and just suck it up. Because. <laughs> so we're going to keep moving through these because it's like 12 of them and we only on like number five. Uh, well, six now. Here's it. And I just talked about this. You dealt with a lot as a kid. Childhood trauma is, is real. It's lifelong. And it's not something that you can erase, just like any other trauma. You just you can learn and have tools how to deal with it and manage it better. When you realize, and I always tell my clients this, when you realize, when you actually take a step back and look at all of your relationships and look at all of the interactions you've had, there's normally a, somewhat of a pattern. Once you realize what that pattern is, then you can kind of make adjustments. Sometimes you might need to sit down with a therapist and figure out like really like what's going on with me and, and dig deep. Sometimes you can make some self-assessments yourself and say, I've been choosing this same type of person because I never got hugged as a kid. Like I'm using this real loose, right? I'm really looking for love and attention and affection because I didn't get it from my parents. And now every person I dive in and I fall in, you know, people say I fall in love quick. I, I fall in like first love at first sight. Oh my God, I love them. And it's only been two days. It's a reason for that. And I know, I know, disclaimer, I know some people will say, I know somebody that fell in love after two days and they got married after seven and it lasted 30 years. I'm not talking about those people. <laughs> we, can we can talk about anomalies all day. In, in, in mass, it doesn't work out that way. So you got to really look at the why, right? We're going to talk about why, like the whole, this whole show. I don't want to dig, dig deep into the childhood trauma because I'm not a therapist. I can only tell you that that's where a lot of this stuff lies. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. So I'm just talking about life experience and the possible places where this could come from. So the next one is a biggie. And a lot of us have, have dealt with this. You have low self-esteem. 
Pause. <laughs> you have low self-esteem. Your low self-esteem not only allows you to choose sometimes toxic partners, but it is also the gateway for someone toxic to prey upon you when you're at your low like that. Right? And for some people, it's not even a low point in your life. It's It's been like that for years. And so then you wonder why certain types of people are choosing you. It's because they can feel that. When you have low self-esteem, you can put that smile on all day. But it's going to come out in some behavior, something that you say. Because it's not going to be assertive and sure. You can only pretend to do that but for so long before you, before your true colors show. So this is yet another point where you have to ask yourself, why? Right? I've had those moments where I thought I wasn't good enough and why nobody's choosing me and I'm a good guy and why are they doing this? And, uh, it must be me. Been there, done that, got the passport and all the stamps on that one. But that self-love... Surrounding yourself with good people if you can. And just try, and sometimes you're going to have to talk to somebody about it because we don't always have the answers. That doesn't mean you're going to jump out and be a type A personality tomorrow, but we can always strive for better. Better ingredients, better outcome. Right? So I'm going to read some, uh, some comments. Dre B says some people will take any attention that they can get, even if it's negative, which probably goes back to somewhere in their childhood. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? This is the theme of the show. When you accept anything because you by yourself, you're lonely or whatever the reason is, or the childhood trauma, whatever, when you accept that in, nine times out of 10 is to make you want to feel something versus nothing. Like, I'll take the negativity because at least it's something versus nothing. I'll stay in this trauma relationship because I'd rather have this than to be by myself. That speaks more about you than it does the other person. So we really have to be diligent at different... Frequently, I would think, at this point in my life, I have to do self-checks like often... Because I got to see where I'm at to see how I'm going to get to where I want to go. If you don't even have any goals in your life or aspirations, like even if it's in dating or trying to, you want to meet somebody, who am I? Where have I been? Why did I choose those people? Am I trying to fill a void? Oh, crap. When I was five and I was in elementary school, this thing happened. Or my parents never did this for me. And maybe that's why I'm choosing this. I didn't have a dad. I'm not a therapist, but these things matter. And you owe it to yourself for your self-awareness to understand these things because what we tend to do a lot of times and we end up in some of these situations is because we have to put a mask on to fool people into wanting to be with us. I need y'all to hear this. We put a mask on to fool people to want to be with us. We put a mask on to hide the self-esteem issues. We put a mask on to hide the childhood trauma. And we pretend to be something so that people will be more attracted to us. 
those people that fall in love with us with the mask on, they're falling in love with the mask. So now you don't even really get to be you. And when the you starts to come out with your partner like that person. Because you tricked them. And then you get mad at them for not accepting you for who you are. Isn't that crazy? I need y'all to sit on that for a second. Um, Love Tucker says, I don't know about this not being yourself stuff. Don't they have streaming services, books, jigsaw puzzles? Yeah. Here it is. Here it is, love. I know not you because you're like you. And I, and I find a lot of uh, people that come from <laughs> like New York. Y'all just don't give a damn. But there's a lot of people who need to and want to be attractive to people and not really show those things, those, those things that are traumatic, the low self-esteem you pretend to be. You know, uh, an extrovert, but you're really not, right? It's one thing to innately be one or to have some traits of one, and it's another thing to pretend, right? It's another thing to pretend that you're this confident, assertive person when that's really not who you are. At some point, that that mask gonna get hot. A lot of people do it. Y'all ever heard of this thing called a representative? The representative's sole purpose. Outside of the predatory stuff, the sole purpose of, of, be, of showing people your representative is to fool them into being attracted to you. Because if they got to see the real you, who would really want me? I got to pretend to be this and then hopefully they'll like the real me when it comes. Yeah, we've, we've heard this forever. You meet the representative first and then. Why would one have to become something else just to be able to date someone? It's some things going on. It's the only reason to do it. Let me read some comments here. Giovanni Jackson says, sometimes I hate my childhood. I made a lot of crazy decisions. Yeah, join the club. The Billy see you a mile away. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to do, we're going to do a, a show um, strictly about um, seeing things through Billy's eyes. <laughs> I'm going to set it up like I did um, the other, the other week when I had um, uh, black girls getting their shift together. Ursula um, interview me. She's going to interview Billy and we're going to get those questions out. Um, so, and to love Tucker happens more often than you would like to ever think in your mind. That Because here's the thing, right? This is why this happens. You said, don't they have streaming services, books, and jigsaw puzzles, right? All of those things that you mentioned, people have to initiate to get those things with a logical mind, right? To go get help. You have to logically say, I need help. But if you're living in a traumatized emotional space, you're not thinking about that. You just need to go sleep with somebody. You need a warm body in the bed. 
I'm tired of being by myself. It hurts. I just, I see everybody online and I need to go, I need to get me somebody. You're not thinking about getting help. <laughs> That's why I do these shows. Cause I'm like, Hey, you, if you look at this show, you're going to be like, damn it. He's talking about me. Maybe I do need to go get that streaming service. So that jigsaw puzzle, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you back to a space where you can logically think. So you can step outside yourself and say, damn it, I did do that. People, y'all know the people that need the most help don't look for it. We can say that, but it don't. <laughs> How many representatives have you met? <laughs> A lot, right? Like, dang, at first they were like this and then they switched up on me. To the real them. Because most people do not want to admit that they're flawed. Because if I admit that I'm flawed, you won't like me. That's what we tell ourselves. When all of us are. So we put that on another person. And I know I'm on a tangent, but I'm I'm in my in my zone. Let, let me let, let's let's do this. You put that on another person without even hearing a word out of their mouth. All right, no, they're not going to like me, so let me be this. Let me go rent this expensive car so they think I'm balling, and then they're going to want to go on a date with me. How many, how many, how many days you going to rent that car for? <laughs> how many days is your porch going to be in the shop? The jig is up. So, you'll find that people who lie a lot, who pre who are predators, who give you like this ridiculous representative. And then of course you want to put your best foot forward, right? It's like a job interview, but some of this stuff be crazy, right? And so you got to ask yourself, what type of person needs to hide that much? There's something broken in there. Even these people that we call players, right? There's something broken in there. You may never know what it is. They might not even know what it is. They just know that that behavior to them gives them a, a, a temporary dopamine high. I got away with it. Ha ha. But then when those players go home and they in between their prey, they not happy. That's why they got to go get another one. Ask me how I know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, Tony from Triumphant TV says, let, let me spend my rent in the club on bottle service. The bottle service dudes in the club that don't have it. There's something else in there that they're comp overcomp y'all think y'all women always say this he's overcompensating for something <laughs> he's driving that car because he's overcompensate people who overcompensate is for a reason y'all got to think about it but we subconsciously see the little shiny ball and we run like oh my god look <laughs> toxicity be damned i want that 
Y'all talk these terms, y'all can coin these terms, toxic D, and I need a crazy one. I need some a woman with some crazy in her. Do you really? <laughs> Maybe you do. I'm not your judge. <laughs> um <laughs> let me see what time it is. <laughs> we got a few more. Uh oh, we just talked about we we, we didn't hit about two or three of these because I just went. Um, the next one is you fall for their cover-ups, and we just talked about that, the, just pretending to be someone else. I done went through these, and I didn't even read them. See, I need to just stick to what's in my head and stop trying to grab these little things off the internet and speak to them, because I done lived all of this. <laughs> the, uh, the next one after that is, um, it's called You're All About That Chase. And this is like when people chase after stuff that they want to conquer and conquest, right? And and I think one of the examples they gave was like it, like like if you're a dude and you're chasing after this woman who's a ten, but you know you ain't really ready or qualified to get that ten. And then when you get it, it's like a conquest. It's toxic behavior because nothing about that connection means a damn thing other than the fact that you got the conquest. But you keep doing it because you want to feel like you knocked them down. And then you got to ask yourself, why do I have to keep doing this? <laughs> what is it about me that makes me feel like I got to take someone off their perch so that I can say that I slayed that dragon and then I keep moving on? Let me read a, read a couple more comments. Love Tucker says the beauty of being a female bottle service is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These that bottle service. I don't know whether it's my age, but I be looking at that stuff and I'm like, y'all stupid. <laughs> and if you order bottle service on a regular and you in here, my bad, but not really. <laughs> Dre B says, when you pretend to be someone that you're not, it becomes an inner struggle and you self-destruct. Vicious cycle until you truly self-check. Absolutely. That's the story of my life. I was a pretender for at least a decade. <laughs> at least. And for those little moments of satisfaction and dopamine high, it worked. But I had to realize, and what I always tell about my story is, I realized that I wasn't happy. And if I wanted to be happy, I had to do something different. I can't keep doing this. Um, Giovanni Jackson says low self-esteem. Luck Tucker says the sparklers are attracting the wrong chicks to those guys, but I guess they don't care. They don't. They don't. And psychologically, you have to ask yourself, like human beings, you know, we, we seek validation in one way or another, but you have to ask yourself, why do people put themselves in financial ruin just to get that validation for that one night? What is it about you that needs it so bad that you don't even care about paying your bills? You just, I need to get that bottle so I can look like this. So hopefully I can bag somebody. <sighs> Tony says balling for the kitty cat. Exactly. You be balling for the kitty cat and then end up going home with nothing and did what? <laughs> you broke and no kitty cat. Anyway. <laughs> Dre B says that when, when in 
When did they actually, they act in actuality, they don't like themselves. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We got to look at ourselves first. And it'll tell a story about why you're doing all of this stuff. And it's not a judgmental thing. It's kind of like we're all humans. We all come with our own set of traumas and dysfunction and all kind of craziness. But do we have to own that and just let that be who we're going to be for the rest of our lives? Or do we do better? Do we do better? I'm the poster child for doing better because I came from a super dark place. And I know a lot of you guys on here have, have been through some things and, and, and we're all a work in progress. But Jesus, I was the I was the Terminator, man. I was killing everything in sight and I didn't care about anybody's feelings. And it didn't matter. And I'm not talking about slaying. I'm talking about literally like hurting people. Not, nah, I wasn't sleeping with everybody because then that would make me something else. But yeah. <laughs> It, 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 and that I had to learn where that came from. And ultimately, the origin of that came from childhood. And not knowing how to cope with pain when people hurt me. So many people hurt me in a short amount of time that I didn't have time to process it. And the only thing I knew was to, was to, to lash out to protect myself. And in the interim of that, people, you know, I had to hurt some folks. So y'all got to think about that. Um, we got to look at how we behave. We got to look at possibly figuring out where it comes from. And that's why um, I always forward people this. And if you want this, you can um, you can uh, send me a message or just say, uh, well, YouTube comments. Just go to go to relationshipgumbo.info and like um, DM me on Instagram. If you want the attachment quiz, attachment theory quiz, and it'll, and it'll shine some light on why you attach, how you attach to certain types of, you know, why you do it. Um, it's a, it's an eye opener for a lot of people. I think a couple of people on here took it already too. So they can kind of testify to, to um, what it is, but it's these little things. If you learn, the more you learn about yourself, the more prepared you are to interact with other people being your your organic self versus having to wear that hot ass mask all the time. Cause if you really think about it, if you really think about it, most of us are walking around with some type of mask. We got a mask we wear at work. We got a different mask we put on when we go home. <laughs> think about it. You're wearing a mask in your own house. That shouldn't even be a thing, right? We put a mask on in the house. We got different masks on when we go to the club. Put a different mask on when we around our kids. And then at some point you gotta, when you get a chance to do that, when you sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So anybody want that quiz? It'll get, it's going to give you like all these charts and graphs and all this stuff. <laughs> and you're going to be like, damn it. And I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Everybody that I know that have taken this test. It's not a large sample size of people, but it's enough. Everybody said that it was it was correct. Even though they may not have wanted to admit it, it was very, very absolutely close Almost 100% accuracy on, on who they were. It tells you about who your parents might, might have been. It, it's, it, it goes in. 
<laughs> so um, if you want that, just DM me and I'll send it to you. I'll just um, send you the link because I have it on standby. Um, so we are... I think we're through the list that I had, but I do want to I do want to um, touch on a couple things before we get out of here because I want to at least at least go maybe another five or ten minutes because I always got things and stories to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm here for you. I, I want to make sure that you guys get this information. Um, yeah, just again that attachment quiz or test. It, it lets you know. Why you attach to why you attach to people in certain ways? So like, if you're secure in yourself, that's like the holy grail. But most of us aren't that. And then there are people who attach. You know, they're they're afraid, but they don't want to be so afraid that they don't touch anybody. So they want to bring people in, but then they don't want to bring them in too close. And so you're like a fearful person, but you're avoiding at the same. It's a lot, yo. Like y'all need to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you be like, wait, that's why I do that. Then you're gonna, and, but then here's the thing: the benefit to that is, if you're really honest, and it gives you the feedback from your honesty, now you know where your pain points are, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you per se, because everybody has that. Like we're not all the same, but it at least lets you know why. It at least lets you know where you are. And so then you can kind of start working on some things. Like you know where you need to work on some things. You now know where you need to maybe erect some boundaries that you didn't have because you know that certain things might trigger you. This only helps you become self-aware of who you are to make you a better candidate for the person that's supposed to be in your life. So I'm not saying it's the end-all be-all, but y'all take that, the love languages test, Get to know you for the first time in your life. Figure out who the hell you are because that's the only way you're going to be able to teach somebody else how to take care of you when you're in that situation. Take the mask off and breathe. I told y'all it was this one, this one Halloween I had on this wig because <laughs> I was that, that character from um, The Last Dragon, show enough, I had the whole Shogun wig on and the whole outfit and the glasses, and I was sweating like a pig. I couldn't every every like ten minutes. I had to go take take off, take it off. It was too hot. It's not me. <laughs> you can only wear it but for so long before it gets too hot. Imagine the amount of suffering you have to go through to not be yourself and be married. Be single, be in a relationship, and not be yourself every day. Torture. Um, so the last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here, right? There's a couple of things that are toxic that people mistake for love. <laughs> here we go, go there. So a couple of toxic things that people mistake for love. Um, things like when somebody does something for you that you never done before. I never had this before. Nobody's ever done this for me before. Forget all of the check boxes you need to check off for you to feel safe. They do that one thing or those two things that you've never done before. And it's like, take me, I'm yours. 
<laughs> Ask me how I know. You, t- you take somebody that ain't never been somewhere, you take them somewhere. They like, damn, you must really care. Y'all need to stop doing that. I need for y'all to get your vetting process together. And if you don't know how to erect your boundaries and your vetting process and all of that, holler at your boy. I can help you with that. It's a mistake that a lot of people make. Yep, Tashura, good D is often mistaken for love. More often than not. And I'm going to tell you this. There's a lot of women out here and men, but I'm talking to the women. Y'all will mistake that toxic D for love and say, you know what? We don't even need protection because I feel like this is going somewhere. And I'm like, you only known to do for one week. Stop. Like, really? Like, we think we so smart. Y'all, you know, people think they so smart until it comes down to that. Yeah, you just stop. Men and women, stop it. For real. Like, it's not love. That person don't care about you like that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tony. Detox. You got to detox. Right? And I'm not going to talk about the, the thing that Tashur doesn't want me to talk about that people use. <laughs> but uh, we're going to move right along. <laughs> um, you know, Sometimes people mistake controlling behavior for love, right? People that we think are kind of putting us in a place of control because they care about us, but you really don't have a voice. You really don't have a say-so. You think it's endearing in the beginning, right? It's exciting, Oh, I did miss one. You find toxic people exciting. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah. Those those dangerous toxic people, it's, it's, it's not boring. How many people have said that? I don't want this certain type of guy because he's not as exciting as this one that's a little more dangerous. You hear it all the time. Why do you choose these type of men? You know they always treat you like crap because it's more exciting. I don't want to be a boring guy. Now, that's not to say that you need to find a boring guy, but there's some there's something in the middle. <laughs> Try the middle out. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I wanted to say too, and and I and I, I kind of put a note here that says crackhead behavior. You know how how someone who who's addicted to something like crack or drugs or something like that. They find more comfort in being around other people that smoke crack because it feels comfortable. They know that person has that same shared experience. Trauma bonds. Talked about that earlier. You got to look at your behavior. Notice I said you got to look at your behavior. Stop pointing the finger at other people when you're accepting how they're treating you time and time and time again. There's a person who's committing the offense and there's another person that's allowing it. Both people have a problem. I need for y'all to sit on that. Love Tucker says, how are those people not a headache? They aren't a headache if you're if you're emotionally, uh, you know, 
you have trauma or whatever those other reasons are that you're attached to the people. It's not a headache when that's all you know that love looks like. People grow up in 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 like domestic it's domestic violence awareness month. Like they grow up in this domestic violence and then they end up in a relationship just like that. And then we're like, why didn't you just leave? Then you gotta ask what attached. That's why that attachment thing. Y'all, you gotta look at why. And sometimes it's it runs so deep and so far in your history that you don't even realize where it comes from and you just kind of do it subconsciously. You don't even realize it. And then you're like, how did I get here? How did I stay so long? Where does this come from? That's why it's important for a lot of us to go to therapy so that we can figure these things out so that we don't get back into them. You didn't been in about four abusive relationships in a row. It's time to go talk to somebody. Like You really got to figure out this pattern we all have a pattern. Just got to figure out what it is and whether that pattern is beneficial to you or is, or is hurting you. But we all have one. Why? Because we learned how to attach when we were kids. That's why that test is important. It, it, points, in, it points in the direction of, of, of why you attach. We don't even realize it. Like, I always talk about this and I'm going to repeat it again just for the show. My attachment was because of a deficiency in affection and like all of the other stuff that you would think like that little kids get like the hugs and I love you and all of that. As a kid, I didn't know that I was deficient of it. But when I grew up into an adult, I felt myself craving for it, almost obsessed with it. But I didn't point it back. I didn't point it back there until I was over 40. I didn't know. I just phew. think about this. If that is my primary reason for attaching to people, that means I haven't vetted out anything else. That means I'm going into relationships on pure passion and energy and nothing else. Because I need that above anything else. So, of course, they're going to fail. Let me, uh... <laughs> Tashura says most crackheads smoke with each other, not alone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Esmeralda says, I'm doing, I'm in double therapy. I will overcome. That's right. You, you made the decision to, to, to work on it. And that's all we can do is to try to figure it out. And, and we are not always the best judge of our own character. We have the audacity to think that we have the skill set to fix our own emotional traumas. And we're not. Some of us, we can sit back and we can like, be mentally tough enough and emotionally tough enough to step back and really look at it. But a lot of us are just, we swimming in place. And next thing you know, you're going to wake up and you're going to be 75 and you're going to be like, what the hell happened? And I'm telling you now, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to, to seek out help. You got to look at your life and say, do I want to keep this thing on repeat? Because like I, like I keep telling people, and I just did a post about it today. Your time means everything. And you have control over who occupies it. And how much more time do you want to waste? And if you're over a certain age, time looks a little different now than it did when you was 21. How much of it are you really trying to waste, trying to fix yourself when you haven't done it in 20 years?
your fixes aren't working. <laughs> I think this is a perfect place for me to land my plane because I could really go there, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm a... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Dre B said too much bacteria out there. You got that right. You got that right. So I'm gonna go ahead and and, uh, and drop the mic here. Um, I gotta figure out where I'm gonna go with this thing next week. I may I may have a guest, but it's gonna be good regardless. So make sure y'all come back. Make sure that y'all go to relationshipgumbo.info and um, check out everything there. I got so many things. Also, I do have a graphic for this. The Real Shop Talk every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All male panel. All vulnerable, all real, all raw information. This particular Monday is Ladies Night. And we have a topic. And it doesn't necessarily... Um, we're targeting and we're saying the title is why do black women feel unprotected? There are other groups of women that 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 may feel unprotected, but we, we're doing a deep dive on, on black women. And we have three uh, women that are coming on the panel with us. So we don't, you know, just get on there to hear ourselves talk as men. We want women to chime in and let us know what some of their reasons why they might feel like that. And why do they think that this question even exists? Um, in 2021. So we just going to talk about it. Tashura is one of the panelists that is going to be on. Um, another uh, friend of the show, Bernadette Jackson, is coming on. She's a, a relationship strategist and she deals with uh, women that are that um, are fa uh, fatherless daughters, um, which is which is a big part of her brand. And then we have another person coming on that was on my show last week, Alta Gracia Felix. She's a trauma coach. So we have some people on here with some not only life experiences, but they actually professionals at speaking about some of this stuff. So, um, and professional could mean your life experience at this point. Like, look at what I talk about every week. A lot of it's about me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Tony, this was a big plane, but it had to. It, I had to fly it tonight. Um, Tashura says it's ladies' night. <laughs> <laughs> with what with Tashira on the mic, the brown scale honey with the sugar and the spice. <laughs> Tashira got bars. <laughs> Tony said those are some handsome dudes. Yeah, yeah, we gonna we gonna have we gonna talk about some things. We gonna some folks may be triggered, but if we don't get triggered, we never know that it hurts. We never know how to how to push through it. So, um. I stay triggering folks because I know these are things that we don't really think about and we don't talk about. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna tackle that topic. We did some of us were on the show that uh Tony uh Tony Watts did on Triumphant TV a while ago um about um this same topic, but I we felt like it was important to bring it back on this particular platform with all of our minds together and having the ladies on the panel as well. I think you know it'll be powerful that way, but make sure you come in. Um, you can go to realshoptalk.net. All of our profiles are there. All of the upcoming flyers are there. Um, I think the one for next week is, if it's not there, it'll be on there tonight. And you can just click on it and, and go straight in and go live. Make sure that not only on my page, but also on Real Shop Talk, click the YouTube link, click sub 
uh, subscribe and click the bell to get notified. So every time we go live, you'll get it. And I think that is all for the night. I thank you guys who stayed with me this long. Um, and yeah, we just going to keep doing this thing. I love what I do. I love you guys. I love the engagement. And I'm going to keep on pushing and bringing you guys great content, great guests. Like I said, I, I am I am diligently working on online courses um, so that you guys um, who may not necessarily, because I always, as an engineer, I always think about multiple ways of how to get something done. So some people may not necessarily be ready for one-on-one -on -one coaching. You'll have several categories to go and grab the piece that you want and get the information delivered to you in a way that you can digest. Um, so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm bringing. So stay tuned for that. You guys have an amazing night. Like I said, check out Relationship Gumbo and also check out Real Shop Talk. Um, I believe tomorrow night at 7.30, Gunter Man has a show. Tony Watts, if correct me if I'm wrong, you have a show with Jen as your guest on Friday night. Like we 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 covering up the whole week. Um, John Singletary just released his audio podcast, I believe today or yesterday so yeah tony massey cooks he you go to his uh tony massey shoots he's putting up all these photos of photography he's in photography now the stuff looks amazing so yeah just like yeah uh, as um love tucker says make sure you like hit that thumb that that lets the algorithm know that y'all liked it make sure that you share um the platforms with the people that you know and love because this information is important. And like I said, I try to, I try to, um, speak in a way. Okay. Everybody wants good love. That's true. I know Derek Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication, finding love, staying together. We all want to make it better. Yeah. Derek Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in relationship gumbo.